welcome to episode 43 of the Parkrun Adventurers podcast. Had we had more foresight, we would have not had that week off and gone to Hamilton Island just so we could time episode 43 with a certain someone's 43rd birthday. It was two weeks ago, but I was remiss as a co-host to make a big deal out of it. So, Scotty, happy birthday for a fortnight ago. I'm confused, Mel. I, I, I thought I was 34. Ah, that's probably why I didn't wish you a happy birthday last week. Yep, that sounds, that sounds legit. Well, we, we had this 34 discussion back when it was episode 34, I think. Exactly. Yep. When I was 34. You're spot on. Look, we'll just have to edit this part out because obviously I am out of line. Yeah. So I retract my happy birthday salutations. I do not hope you had a good day on what wasn't your birthday. Shall we listen to some news? Let's. It was another global attendance record at Parkrun on the weekend with 164,273 Parkrunners showing up for their weekly 5k or 2k runs or walks. For something a little different, Parkrunners from all over the country converged on the Noosa Triathlon Multi-Sport Festival in Queensland, the world's largest standard distance triathlon. Before starting the 10k run, participants were subjected to consuming untold litres of salt water whilst traversing through 1.5k of choppy ocean, before cycling the knee-skinning gauntlet of dodging equally uncoordinated cyclists and battling headwinds on wheels for 40 kilometres. Who doesn't want to warm up for a 10k run like that? Parkrun Global this week announced delight at introducing local parkrun clubs on Strava at more than 800 parkruns globally. Stating, almost every parkrunner now has a free digital home to share news, grow its community and keep the whole gang motivated to get their next PB. The Perth 2016 World Masters Athletics Championships continue with shiny bling going to various parkrunners across the week. Among medal winners thus far are Andrew Shug, Adrian Royce and Roberto Buzzi. Canada Parkrun has launched its third event with Richmond Olympic Park Run kicking off in Vancouver on Saturday. Nine volunteers ran the show, while 36 park runners ran the course. And six in the city club member Faja Singh volunteered as the tail runner at Rutland Water Park Run on Saturday, completing the course in 56 minutes and 55 seconds. This was Faja's third park run and his first since entering the veteran male 105 to 109 age category. No age grade percentage was allocated for his efforts as the parkrun system doesn't currently go that high. Faja is the age grade record holder at Valentine's Parkrun where he achieved a grading of 179.04% in 2012. That's crazy. What Faja, we hope we got his name right, Singh did. What's he doing still running at 105 years old? Well, he's doing a good job. I I personally just love the fact that his club is called Six in the City. (laughs) Like, what a cool name for a club. We need to get those guys on the show. Do you think he came up with it? No idea. Yeah. But you alluded to my birthday. So it did happen. And now I have (laughs) gone up an age grade. 
So I think my percentage is going to get better. Do you? Yeah. You don't, there's not a lot of fast guys that were a year older than you? I don't think so. But this is the question. Do you pay any attention to the age grading in your results? I have never. I, I couldn't tell you a single one that I've ever got. <laughs> Me neither. <laughs> <laughs> have you had a lot of conversations about your age grading with other park runners? Oh, I've had inquiries from park runners about why um, there were, weren't accurate age grading. I mean, we did have... There was a complaint made about a park runner at one event who hadn't completed the course and because of their age, um, you know, they'd only done three kilometres or something and they turned around and come back, but somebody had still given them a finish token and because of their age, they got a massive age grading and it actually bumped somebody else off the record holding position for that particular event and I didn't know that this person hadn't completed the entire course until, you know, sometime later when the complaint was made and we had to investigate it. And this is how involved things get for event directors sometimes because those numbers mean a lot to a lot of people. Don't mean anything to me except that I need to investigate things like people only doing three kilometres and getting unrealistic age gradings. Look, don't get me wrong. I think it's great that it's there because I know people do take it seriously i know some people will travel from park run to park run trying to get get the records yeah yeah so yeah. so that's kind of good kind of that even no matter what age you are that there's still something to strive for yeah i mean it's not it's not a race obviously but it there are still people out there with that competitive streak and yeah i they're the kind of people that travel around and and try to grab the records everywhere they can and look you know if I was even remotely fast or I thought I had a chance of getting a record at something, doesn't matter what it is, I would have a crack. <laughs> it's more the fact that I know that, you know, I, I've got no chance that I think, eh, what's, what's the point of investing, you know, my heart's desires on those sorts of things. So more power to them, those that are able to achieve those records. If there was a record for dressing up, you would give it a shake. Because you dressed up again on Saturday, didn't you? Yeah, but that was because I always dress up on that particular Saturday every year. And it is it is where I break my rule. I actually always wear the same costume as well. Oh, really? Yeah. We're talking Halloween. What's the costume that's good enough to be worn twice, thrice, four times? If you had a costume that required you to get up an extra hour early for parkrun just to put on the body paint, wouldn't you want to wear that repeatedly? I can confidently say no, never. <laughs> <laughs> you know what I really love though? It's the finding the green body paint in little crevices in and behind my ears over, you know, the ensuing weeks. And um, that I have this ritual with my husband that once a year he has to paint the back of my neck and the back of my ears with green body paint <laughs> before park run. You know, it's the little things. <laughs> I get to go as the Wicked Witch of the West and I have a fabulous broomstick and these ridiculous heels that just sunk into the sand. But who doesn't want to do an awesome witch's cackle and run around chasing volunteers and and basically challenging them to say no to the Wicked Witch of the West. Is that a good time to go around with a volunteer clipboard? Yes, that's exactly what Oh, really? <laughs> yeah, absolutely. Um, you get a bit of green because 
you had got to you got to go all out. All my hands on both sides, palms included, get painted as well with the green paint. So you just get green on everything. Um, it's a good day not to run when you're wearing body paint. Uh, I recommend volunteering uh, if you have that much. That's a so, rule I live by too. <laughs> it's kind of obvious. I, I needn't really have said it. So, yeah, but I, I had some other fun on the weekend. I got to meet some adventurers that were visiting from the UK. We had Ian and Karen Goulding visiting from Riverside Park Run in Durham. And they actually bought a special adventure along with them. They have this little monkey, this stuffed toy monkey named Melvin. And apparently Melvin is a super adventurer. So he his home park run is Riverside Park Run where they run. But anytime any of the Riverside Park Runners are going on a holiday, especially if they're going overseas, Melvin gets to go with them and he gets to do whatever park runs they're doing. So Ian actually ran with this stuffed toy monkey. Um, and I believe he's been running with him across Australia at all the different parkrun events they've been doing so far, taking photos, sending them home to everybody else. So I love this. He's a very well-travelled monkey. I don't know how many different parkruns he's done, but I'm sure somebody would be able to tell us. That's pretty cool. How big is Melvin? Um, oh, he's a regular-sized monkey toy size. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> Let's say um, from top to... Top to toe tips, maybe a foot long, Okay, 30 centimetres. Oh, that's good because you don't want one of those big, massive carnival prize no, monkeys. No, he's, he's, he's easily held in one hand or tucked under the arm, I think. So. Well, I hope I get a visit from Melvin. I love a bit of yeah. teddy action. Kasha and I, <laughs> we're fond of our teddies, so I, I hope I get to meet Melvin soon. Do you know if he's coming down to Melbourne? Uh, well, they're, they're just travelling around Australia at the moment. I'm not sure how long they're here for. It might only be four weeks altogether. Fingers crossed. As we alluded to in the news, the World Masters Games are on in Perth at the moment. So we thought we'd go to our man on the ground, who also happens to be the event director at Canning River. So welcome to the podcast, Gary Wilmot. Hi guys, thank you. Now, you're entered in the marathon next weekend. How's your preparations going for that? Oh, it's, uh, yeah, it's going very well. I mean, uh, one week to go, it's time for Maranoia to start setting in. So I'm you know, starting to detect all the little niggles in the knees, the joints and all that kind of stuff. But really excited about, uh, you know, I can't wait for six o'clock Sunday morning to get here, to be honest. It's, it's a two-week situation, the athletics going on in Perth at the moment, Gary. We had some park runners participate just on the weekend gone in a few different races. Can you tell us a little bit about that? Yeah, I mean, in, in particular, I mean, it was actually posted on Facebook. People were saying that they were going to go and run the, the park run event at, uh, at World Masters, which was quite amusing. Yeah, to start seeing people refer to 5K as, as park run. Um, but uh, yeah, we, we sort of went down there, um, down to the Earn Clark Athletic Stadium Saturday afternoon. There was uh, a few different heats, uh, a few different events on the different age groups, and uh, yeah, I got to see like some of my some of the sort of friends from the local running community uh, were taking part. So you got to got to cheer them on. There was uh, actually uh, world famous uh, Brendan Peel was over from Melbourne. He ran Shelley Park Run launch in the morning, and then. Uh, then ran the 5K in the afternoon. 
And there was a lot of support from the sidelines. In fact, at, at one stage, I think we were making so much noise cheering on the park runners that the uh, the actual grand announcer uh, said, oh, yeah, they sort of named uh, it was Andrew. Uh, Andrew Shug sort of said, oh, yeah, this guy coming around, he, uh, he runs local park run, and he's got a lot of support from the sidelines. So we actually got a plug uh, for park run at the, uh, the athletic stadium. It's pretty cool. We've established you're running a marathon on Sunday. Last year, uh-huh. you ran a bit further than a marathon. You were famous for Just... running from Perth to Brisbane for Hearts Across Australia. Firstly, have you recovered from that? Just just a little bit further. I um, I have just about really in terms of running. I think I've just about um, started recovering a, a few months ago. I mean, it was about twelve months ago that I'd finished, and it, it's literally taken me probably about nine months to get back into actually running. In the end, I mean, you're doing so much, you know, so much distance day in day out. You effectively, uh, become more of a long distance walker than a runner, but. Yes, yeah, so I've kind of I've recovered from that physically. Um, will I ever recover mentally? I don't know. I, mean, it's, uh, I think I'm still processing some of the uh, aspects of, of achieving something like that and still processing uh, you know, some of the experiences that, I, that we gained along the way. And, uh, yeah, it's something that will just basically live with me forever, I think. How did it come about, Gary? What was the motivation? Well, I'd, I'd <laughs> uh, absolute craziness, really, uh, and... Um, People ask why I did it, and I said because I could, because I wanted to prove that it was possible. But what what triggered it really was, um, you know, I sort of read, it would be five years ago now, I sort of reached the age, I was 42 at the time, and I sort of got to this point, I was about 146 kilos plus. I was a pack-a-day smoker, heavy, you know, but I didn't drink every day, but when I did drink at weekends, you know, I'd put away eight, nine, ten pints of beer. You know, that was kind of the the background I'd had, um, that was, you know, my definition of sport was to go down to like a soccer stadium, you know, get a, get a, a few beers on board and hurl abuse at the referee. And, uh, I just kind of got this overall sense that, uh, you know, this wasn't going to be a long-term plan. It wasn't going to be a solution. It was going to take me beyond maybe my mid forties. And, uh, I just got to the point I decided to do something about it. So I set my goals on, um, a marathon, ran a marathon uh, after about 18 months of getting to that point and, uh, and became so kind of, um, I guess, inspired and, and passionate about running and just got so much out of it. I thought, well, what can I do to like, demonstrate that, to, that anybody can do anything they put their mind to? And uh, that's really, it was just through some joke, in jokes and some messing around with some uh, runners in the local community that, uh, yeah, I... <laughs> I came up with this crazy idea, and as soon as I put it out there, everybody was kind of going, yeah, that's amazing, and uh, we'd love to see you do it and support you and come and run bits with you, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. So, yeah, it was just an idea. It was put out on Facebook, and um, it became reality last year. You got a lot of support from park runners across the country, Gary. I know you stopped in and did a few park runs along the way whenever Saturdays were conveniently timed with locations. How many kilometres did you complete over the whole expedition, the whole adventure? Well, the, the official distance for the route was 5,400 k's. It was, it, was, it was more or less that area, apart from uh, you know, maybe a few extra k's for detours and diversions that I took accidentally. Um, I think I did probably about an extra 25 k's on top of that in terms of park runs. I was really um, you know, disappointed that we didn't line up with a few more, but uh, it was just a case of 
you know, if we were in an area uh, and it was it worked out and we were going to have a rest day, uh, then, then I did park run. It was absolutely, I've got to say, the park run community was absolutely amazing. I mean, I had support before we left. I mean, we actually left from Canning River Park Run. And uh, I think we, along the way, did Kalgoorlie, did the Torrens in Adelaide, did Albert in Melbourne, uh, did uh, popped into Gungarlin in Canberra. We didn't actually walk or run through Canberra, but did a side trip into there. Uh, St. Peter's in Sydney, and then finished. Um, Gareth Saunders was there when we arrived into Brisbane. Um, we actually finished when we got into Brisbane. Finished at the start line of the South Bank Park Run, and then on the Saturday did the official final five k's of the entire journey. So it was um, for me. It was fantastic to have the Park Run community involved um, because that that was just yeah. It's been, since I discovered running, Park Run has just become a big part of my running. In fact, Saturday mornings is my nightclub. Now tell me truthfully, Gary, you were only 100 kilometres away from the Sunshine Coast when you finished in Brisbane. How much do you regret not running that extra 100 kilometres? Uh, zero. <laughs> oh, I don't believe you. We will strike that answer from the record. <laughs> I don't regret, okay, so I don't regret not going any further because that was what was planned and that's what I set out to achieve. Um, I possibly do regret that I didn't take a trip up to up the sunny coast. Uh, I possibly regret that uh, I didn't do a lot of things. There were, there were some other park runs we could have done. There was uh, people, I was being contacted on Facebook all the way across, oh, can you come here, can you come there? We were on a very tight um, schedule. Um, that said, I mean, I've... Basically, I mean, that was almost like a recce. You know, I've sort of gone across. And I know what the different states look like now, and I know what different park runs around. I've met a whole load of people. So, you know, over the years, you know, I can see myself doing a, a little bit more tourism. And, uh, you know, no doubt at some stage I might make my way up a, a little bit north of Brisbane. So you finished that adventure, and you came back to Perth, and you became the event director at Canning River. Yeah, and it was pretty much a year ago. Um uh, it was a bit unexpected. I mean, AK was uh, Adrian Kenny, the uh, the event director at Kenny. Um, you know, it was almost like part of the furniture. You, you go down there and there's AK. Um, but he obviously, he wanted to focus on um, helping to get some, some other park runs up and running in WA and uh, and just, you know, change change direction a little bit. And uh, was looking for somebody to, to basically uh, take over the ED role at Canning River. And to be honest, it, it's a no-brainer because I mean it's my home run. It's a fantastic community. It's uh, you know one of the largest attendances uh, regularly each, each Saturday, and the community we've got there is absolutely fantastic. Our volley roster is generally full two or three weeks, four weeks ahead. Um, we occasionally struggle to get a photographer because people are uh, you know they're a little bit intimidated at the idea of taking being responsible for taking uh, and recording those memories for uh, for for the day, but. It, it's it's almost a park run that runs itself, and it's a, an absolute honour and a privilege to, to to be the Canning River ED. And I just love going down on a Saturday morning and you know being part of that community. A healthy volunteer roster is always a good sign of a successful event. Tell us about the course. I don't know a lot about Canning River. Where is it situated? Well, it's uh, in the Canning River Regional Park. It may surprise you to know it's a free 5K timed event that's held every Saturday at 8am. <laughs> Well, that I do know. <laughs> it's um, it's a beautiful course. Um, we're actually set, as I say, in the regional 
uh, Canning River Regional Park, which the city of Canning uh, describe as uh, the jewel in their crown. Um, so it's a beautiful sort of regional park area. There's air, parts of it are shaded, parts of it go out just on the edge of, of residential, but it's a single 5K loop, um, which, um, you know, it just adds a bit of variety. There's not too many um, you know, where you can just get that full 5K lap. And we start and finish um, pretty much um, what, within very easy walking distance of the, of the cafe that's there as well. So that helps foster that community atmosphere and for people to stick around. And yeah, I mean, you, you've just got to get over and run it and then you'll know exactly why so many of us go there every Saturday morning. Gary, you, you mentioned that you've travelled around a bit and you've had some adventures. Can you give us a top three parkrun events that you've done that are not your home parkrun? <laughs> I, uh, I, so, well, I mean, I don't know about top three in terms of, yeah, it's, it's unfair to, to um, rate parkruns just in terms of parkruns because I think they're all, they're all fantastic. Um, but for me, I, I really love the fact that I've got to do Mile End in London I mean, obviously, I didn't do Bushy, but I did Mile End, which was local to um, uh, the friend that I was staying with the year that I ran London Marathon. So I'm glad, you know, just being able to do that one. Um, South Bank will always have some amazing memories for me because of um, just the significance that it had in my journey. And um, it's so hard. I loved Albert in Melbourne, but um, I've got a... I've got to give a massive shout out to Gungarlin because Gungarlin was an amazing situation. Like they they arranged, I think they arranged um, like hotel accommodation for myself and my crew, uh, uh, some food. There was food cooked up. There was, I mean, it was um, the, the team there were just amazing. And we, I actually got there and I said, "Well, look, I'm really don't know how to tell you this." I said, "But I'm just I'm running out of time." I said, and "I'm just kind of." had a look at the route, route and everything and we've just made the decision that we're actually going to bypass Canberra. I said, you know, we're, we're just, we're not going to walk down and walk back out again. And I said, so yes, yeah, so I'm just so embarrassed all this that you're doing for us. I said, we're not even going to walk, walk down. And they just looked at me and said, well, why would you? We're just glad that you're here and sharing part of your journey with us and, and having this celebration. So the team there were absolutely amazing. The event team were amazing. The, the community were amazing. So, uh, I'd be um, I'd be really, uh, very remiss of me if I if I didn't give them the, the the biggest shout. But to be honest, every single park run that I've run has been absolutely astounding, uh, and and I've enjoyed every every kilometre of every single one. Yeah, these park runs we think they're pretty good too. Now, before we let you go, on the weekend, WA introduced another event. Very quietly, Shelley Park Run launched. And it's just down the road from you. How do you think that's going to go with Canning River? Well, uh, so this weekend, I think our attendance dropped down to about 115. From I think we've been averaging somewhere like 235. But that's that's basically a launch. Um, so that I wouldn't say that would be the effect that we see every week. I, I don't know. I actually think that it's it's kind of nice for us because we're just getting to the point where we don't really want to grow too much more because there's a lot of work goes in on a Saturday morning. Um, you know, the car parking starting to become a bit of a nightmare. So having another park run, literally, um, you know, it, it's just down the road, four k's, four four k's or so, just down the road. Um, we're actually looking at setting up our times on New Year's Day so it's possible to run 
Canning, then run to Shelley, and then run Shelley. So I don't know. I, I think um, there is potential, actually, that it's going to have an impact on both in a positive way because, you know, once somebody sort of like sees Shelley and then they sort of find out their friend's doing Shelley Park Run and then they'll say, oh, well, I'm interested in this. And then they discover they actually live closer to Canning River. You know, we could actually see more people. So it, it, it's hard to say which way it's going to go. Um, but it's fantastic that we've got that option. A lot of the um, event team at Canning River are actually going to be uh, probably uh, floating between the two. So helping out and, and uh, volunteering down at, at Shelley. And almost, it's almost like a sister park run. It's that close. We are all part of one big family at Parkrun. It's great to hear that you guys are welcoming your closest relatives so warmly. Thank you for joining us on the podcast this week, Gary. We love having guests who go on amazing adventures and inspire others. Okay, well, well, thank you very much. It's been an absolute pleasure to be uh, part of it. And uh, I guess I, I need to start listening to the podcast now. guest on the podcast harks from the Gold Coast where he is a massage therapist. His name is Satoshi. Satoshi, welcome to the podcast. Hello, thanks for having me. I'm going to call you Sato because we're friends now. Yes. And I've, I know yes, yes. your friends call, call you Sato. Sato. Most people call him Sato. So. Aussie Sato. Now, yes. Sato, I love a massage. Do you? I think most people love a massage. So That's what good. Is, yeah, most of the people love yeah, a massage. What are the benefits of the massage for the runners? Yeah, there are heaps of benefits Yeah, massage can offer, but I think recovery is one of the most important and beneficial aspects of massage for runners. So after we've done a big run, just working yeah. through the knots? Or... Anything, like after, after a big run, after the big ride, so after the, even like an easy run, we need to recover and massage is recovery. Is there a point at which it's not sort of beneficial anymore like should people be going to have a massage say they have a long run on a Sunday should they be trying to book in some place that's randomly available on a Sunday afternoon or is a Monday a good thing it's it's yeah it's just about personal preference I normally recommend people to have a massage like after like two days after the big race why is that why that timing just a little bit like you know chill out muscle needs to chill out a little bit I can still massage after the race, but I need to be like more like a, what should I say, like a lighter if you prefer to have a massage just after the race. But I can go a little bit deeper if you have a massage like two or three days later because muscle needs a time to a little bit heal by themselves. Now, this might seem like a simple question too, but what actual muscles do we use the most when we're running? What are the muscles that you tend to work on? Uh, I think that glutes muscles are the most important muscle groups for runners. Seriously? Yeah, yeah glutes. <sighs> no legs, glutes. Butt massages. That's what I've been missing out on all this time. Don't say that, butt massage. <laughs> oh, you, you're going to make a lot of people very happy with that advice. Yeah, of course I do um, massage legs, but... More importantly, like glutes, um, more specifically glutes medius, uh, which is which is um, on top of the glutes. Um, people generally get tight there because it's a um, hip stabilizer, and 
if the glutes muscle are tight or weak, um, your legs have to work harder. So it's really important to strengthen and to maintain your glutes medius specifically. Runners need strong glutes. Are there particular exercises like does running itself not lend itself to making your glutes stronger? Like should we be cross-training? Are there other exercises that can target those areas that will help our running? Yeah, cross-training is really good, especially like, um, as I said, like a glute-specific strengthening, like single leg bridge or crumb shells, that type of like exercise. Okay, I don't know what those are. Shells just laying on the side and then just, you know, open up the knees. And uh, single leg bridge, just laying down on the back and use your leg, one leg, and then just bridging. You don't need to um, use a heavy weight. Just use the body weights and stuff because we don't need to be bulky. We still need to be stay lean. Well, most most fast runners are quite light, aren't they? Yeah, yeah. But you know, that's fast runner. Even that sort of fast runners got like a really good muscles, lean muscles. And what about these foam rollers? Are you a oh, fan foam of rollers. them? Do you like? Yeah, are you are you a fan? No, Sorry. I hate them. <laughs> I'm not sure I know anyone who loves them. Yeah, I don't yes, like foam roller, to be honest. Good, but so I'm curious. Are they just a fad? Is it just because everyone loves a foam roller oh, at the probably, moment? Oh, probably, yeah. <laughs> massage is always better. But what if you don't have a massage <laughs> therapist? Yeah, handy. I know, yeah. Yeah, if you can afford Yeah, if you can afford But realistically, most people are not getting massage like every day or twice weekly. So foam rolling is great alternation of massage. Tell me why, Sato, because I hate it. Muscle need to be released like uh, regularly, otherwise you're leading up to the injury. So muscle need to be released regularly, especially after a hard training session or races on the weekend. Is there a way to do it gracefully though? Because I always look like a bit of an idiot, trying to get my balance, trying to make sure I look like I know what I'm doing. Who are you foam rolling in front of, Scotty? Why do you, like, do you have an audience? No, but I still like to feel like a competent human being, not like someone who's struggling just to move, and every time I do, there's this immense pain. I'm told the pain is a good thing. Okay, so just put up with it. Yeah. Now, Sato, you're a fellow parkrunner just like us. You've been to parkruns all over the country. You, you currently parkrun at the Gold Coast. Where, where's your home parkrun at the moment? Um, I would say Versity Lakes is my nearest. And do you have, amongst your adventures, have you got a top three that are your favourite events? And can you tell us why? Oh, yes. Yes. Um, I've been park running for about the last, like, five years. And um, I used to live in Sydney for five years ago. And then moved up to Sunny Coast. And I now moved down to Gold Coast. So I think I should pick one each. <laughs> yeah, that's that's a good plan. All right, so I'll start with Sydney. I pick St. Peter's because I don't know if you know it or not. I am the first finisher of Sydney Park Run. The very ah. first one? Yeah, very first finisher. When Wow, no, we didn't know that. We should totally have done some research. <laughs> I think it's a five years ago. So it's it's always like memorable. And um, on the sunny coast, I pick Town of Seaside. I like it. 
It's a nice, fast, flat course, that one, isn't it? Well, yeah, flat course. And the, the area is really, you know, relaxing area. The north of Maruchi River, so less populated. And now I'm on the Gold Coast. I think I pick Main Beach is the best park run in Australia. In the whole of the country? I think so. I, I obviously haven't done everything, but I think Main Beach is the best one because of the course. It's really good. Half road, half trail, just near the beach, and many people. So for that reason, I pick Main Beach. Thanks for coming on the podcast and sharing us some insight into some massage. No worries. Thanks for having me. And enjoy running really fast on the Gold Coast. Thank you. We have two launches to look forward to this week. Willoughby in New South Wales and Karkarook in Victoria. Is that how you pronounce it? Yeah, I think so. It's funny, I've never heard of this park. It's in a heavily populated part of Melbourne. But yeah, Karkarook, I'm going. Cool, that'll be something to look forward to. Yeah, haven't been to many launches. So I'm taking one of my good mates along and we'll have fun. As will anyone who goes to Parkrun this weekend, I'm sure. Yeah. Now, do you reckon there are any secret WA launches this week? Um, if we, if there are, we're not at liberty to tell people because we, we certainly don't want a thousand people showing up. And that's realistically what would happen if we put it on the podcast. So there's going to be a thousand people at Willoughby and Karkarook? No, no, this would only happen in WA. Oh, because our listenership's so loud over there. So yeah. loud. <laughs> <laughs> so loud. huge. Yeah. So huge in WA, like they love us. They do. <laughs> so last week we may have mentioned that there was an anniversary at Port Macquarie. We may also not have done our research and realised that they cancelled their event last week. So they're doing it all again this week. Or for the first time even. Yeah. So congratulations, <laughs> Port Macquarie. We were so excited for your first anniversary. We went a week early. Maitland are also celebrating their third anniversary and Southbank are doing it for the fourth time. Happy birthday, Parkruns. Now, have you heard about this British TV show, Paranoid? I have, and I'm intrigued. It's, it's a crime show. It could be what we can legitimately use to have this podcast categorised in the crime category. Well, is this going to be our crime segment? We're going to have to start watching Paranoid and reviewing it every week to finish the show. <laughs> is that what you're thinking? I think, well, we're going to have to wait till it comes out on Netflix in Australia. Um, but yes. So for the listeners who haven't heard about Paranoid, for the last two weeks, a character in the show has invited another character to come to Parkrun with her. How cool is that? It's cool. We've got a plant on the writing staff of Paranoid. We are part of now pop cultural references in the world. Yep. It was only a matter of time, really. So there's our homework. Find a copy of Paranoid in Australia, legally. So for this week, we're not going to finish with our crime report. We've got a new segment.
It's time to try a new segment. You've heard Mel and I talk about our running clubs enough. We thought, let's hear about a few more running clubs. For our first one, we're going to go to one of my locals and talk to one of the founding members of the Diamond Creek Runners. Welcome to Club Corner, Nikki Waterfall. Hi. Tell us about the Diamond Creek Runners. How did it come about? So it took a while to, to get started and and it wasn't really planned. Um, uh, ben and I, my husband and I, started Diamond Creek Park Run in November 2013. And we volunteered a lot at the start and um, it, it kind of it grew, Park Run grew um over those first few weeks and we realized that we wanted to run more often than just Saturday morning. So we started what we called midweek motivation on a Wednesday. So a whole bunch of us would turn up on a Wednesday night and do the park run course. And that started to grow as well. And we were advertising it through the park run Facebook page. And we realized that we couldn't keep doing that because even though it you know, it happened from Parkrun. It wasn't really to do with Parkrun. So we started our own a Facebook group um, on the side. So it kind of was really organic the way that it started. And so what makes your club different from other people's clubs, Nikki? Uh, I'm not sure, Mel. I, I haven't um, been involved in rec running clubs before. Um, so it's hard to know. I guess the, the beauty of park run was that we took a lot of the things that we loved about park run. So even though we're a running club, we kind of joke that the people originally, you know, will come to run, but then they come to socialise, which is really similar to, you know, what we see happen at, at park run as well. So even though it is a running club and, and you know, we do get serious about it um, sometimes, it's also really a community-based a community based club as well. So what sort of things do you offer during the week? So we have three planned sessions a week. Every Tuesday night we have um, what we call a skills session, which is speed, intervals, fart legs, pyramids, some, something to, to work on that's a little bit different from, from just running on the track and we do that on the local oval. And then Thursday nights is a group run and often people will do a tempo run uh, and that's along the park run track. And then Sunday mornings we run all over the place around um, on different tracks and that's often what we call the long run. So there's usually someone training for some events. So that kind of ranges between uh, 5Ks and 15Ks and then during marathon training time right up to, to 35. You said this was born out of park run. Is this something you think other park run events could emulate? Yeah, absolutely. And I think that what the event um, directors, well, what we found ourselves in was in a really unique position to kind of be able to to drive this. And there were four of us that got together um, and we all met at park run. And, um, and so because the people sort of looked to you to as organisers of park run, it was a really natural progression to to move that to the side a bit, I guess, and say, well, you know, now come and run with us a little bit more often here. And because it was, it started really casually, so it went for about, uh, it was about just over 12 months where it was just a casual thing in the Facebook group. People would post when they wanted to run and you could join them or not um, before we, we kind of realised that it was getting a little bit bigger than that and, and we incorporated and became a, a club but absolutely something that, that could happen at other parkrun events. You've been running together now for a, a while, Nikki. Have you got some wonderful stories of the achievements of your parkrunners or your, I should say, your club runners? Yeah, I think um, one of the things that uh, we started to do 
uh, right from the start. We incorporated in August and then it was in September or October of that year we ran our first Start to Run program. We thought it would be a great way, way to get people in into the club because we know through Park Run that often people hesitate to come because they think they'll be last or um, even heard people say, I need to run 5Ks before I can come to Park Run, not realising that you, you don't have to at all. So we thought by having the Start to Run program we'd be able to capture those people that, that probably wouldn't just turn up to run. And so we use a, a Couch to 5K app, a free app, but we have volunteers that turn up to those sessions. So three times a week um, for half an hour and that goes for nine weeks. And it's been amazing to watch people turn up and be really hesitant that first one and sort of stand back and, and you can tell, you know, imagine all the reasons why they're, they're feeling a bit nervous and then and even talk to them about the doubts of them getting to 5Ks in that nine weeks. And then when we do get to the end of that nine weeks, it's amazing. The, um, we have our, we call it the graduation and have that at a park run. And so the current one, we've just finished our, or we're nearly finished our third start to run. Um, and their graduation is Saturday week at park run. And so some of the amazing things is, is watching these people come and, some of them never run before, some of them getting back into running, but certainly not regular runners, um, get through that program, one, run 5Ks, uh, and then either regularly running 5Ks or we just had some of the people that did uh, the first and second start to runs, um, run 10Ks and even half marathons at the local, at the Melbourne Marathon Running Festival, which is, um, which is amazing. Thanks for coming on the podcast and being our first Club Corner <laughs> guest. Great. Thanks for having me. Bye, Scott. Bye, Mel. That's it, Mel. That's how we finish each episode from now on. All we have to do is say goodbye. Goodbye. <laughs>